This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. More than a game, Uno. Good morning, Connection Church. Good. Sound pretty excited here, huh? Good. Good morning. Good morning. So we've been having some fun with... um, this month, looking at some, some games and uh, drawing some theological lessons from them. So far, we've uh, looked at operation. We've looked at perfection. Last week, we looked at the game of life. Today, the game we're going to look at is called Uno. There you go. Uno, good morning here at 4744. Good morning, those of you who are joining us online. We are honored and blessed that we are together on this rainy Sunday morning. I was walking and I'm wondering, is any, anybody going to show up? And you did. Thank you for just showing up. We are two sinners. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made, a day where we get to be about your glory. So settle us in wherever we're at and open our eyes, open our hearts to what you have in store for us. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Before I start, Barb and Chuck, is this your anniversary or was it last week? It's today. Oh my gosh, stand up. 50 years married. Yes, congratulations on that. Oh wow, what a witness you are. Thank you so much. And we pray for 50 more, right? Uh, Not that far. Good good luck on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Pastor Barb and uh, Chuck are, uh, again, wonderful participants in our congregation and pastor barb's actually going to be leading a bible study in the fall so um it's going to be great anyway uno uno has an interesting history bet you didn't know this if you're on jeopardy it's going to be some important stuff you can make some money off this it was developed in 1971 by merle robbins for his friends and family Now, when they played it more and more and more, he spent $8,000 to have 5,000 copies made. He sold it from his barber shop at first, and then local businesses began to sell it as well. He later sold the rights to an undertaker, that's kind of weird, who formed a company called International Games Incorporated to market Uno. And those offices for this particular business, International Games, was located behind his funeral parlor. In 1992, International Games became part of Mattel. Everybody knows about Mattel. Interesting story. Yeah, there you go. So anybody played Uno? Yeah, I'm horrible at that game. I'm bad. Well, for those Is who, that because I win? Yeah, because I stink <laughs> at it. Yeah, because you always win. So it's basically, I didn't realize this, but it, it makes sense. It's basically a takeoff 
on that game we used to play called Crazy Eights. Remember that? Yeah, it's basically a takeoff on Crazy Eights. So from your starting hand of seven cards, you have to match the top card of the discard. In this case, it's either a number or a color. And um, then there's other cards. There are wild cards, uh, reverse cards, skip cards, draw two, draw four wild cards, things that change the direction of play and stuff. The object then is to be the first one to get rid of all the cards in your hand. A caveat to the game is you have to call out the word uno, meaning one, when you have just one card left. When you play your next to last card, if you don't call uno before the next player starts their turn, I think you have to pick up two more cards or something crazy like that. There it's you kind go. of a crazy game in that <laughs> you can have all of your moves planned out. You can have this this strategy, and then all at once, yeah, blows you're up. like, nope, it all just blows up because a card doesn't get played, or a card gets played that wasn't part of your plan, and everything goes upside down. Especially when you have to pick up two or four more cards, or when the play reverses, or you get skipped for your next turn. No matter how well-planned your next move is, it may not turn out the way you expected. Are you catching our drift now? Here we go. So life's kind of like that, isn't it? We all plan to some degree, and for good reason. Without planning, things get kind of chaotic. Planning's not a bad thing, so we make our plans. And, but things don't always go as expected as we had hoped, sometimes uh, unexpected cards are played by those around us in life. Sometimes we get skipped. Sometimes there's a reversal. You know, sometimes it feels like you're taking two steps forward, one step back. Some days, one step forward, two steps back. As Scottish poet uh, Robert Burns shared 250 years ago, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Or, as another saying go, goes, people plan and God laughs. <laughs> but there is a really big difference between Uno and real life. In Uno, things happen by chance. The cards you get, the cards that are played by other players, but not so in real life. Throughout Scripture, we are reminded that God has a plan, and you and I are part of that plan. Now, we can't say exactly how that plan works. We believe in free will, the ability to make choices, but we also believe that God has this master plan, and everyone and everything inclu is included in that master plan. And so, in God's infinite wisdom, he is able to incorporate our free will choices into his master plan. That's why God is God and we're not. <laughs> over and over again, Scripture reminds us that God has things under control, that God has a plan, that uh, that plan is for you and it's for me. <clears throat> Check out this oft-quoted Scripture where God speaks to the prophet Jeremiah and in so doing, I think, speaks to the rest of us. This is Jeremiah 1, verse 5 from the New International Version. 
God says to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Wow. What a great scripture. So I'm looking out and I love watching your faces as, as we preach. But Cameron, is this your last Sunday with us? All right. So Cameron's leaving for college. We did this last week, and it's important to do that again today. Right now. And I don't want to miss the chance. Is there anybody else here that's leaving for college? So, yep, you're ready. Kevin, you are the man. It's all Barry. It's all Barry. <laughs> Thank you. Cameron, um, you don't have to say anything except where you do have to stand up. <laughs> And I want you to just share where you're going and what you're going to study. So I'm going to the University of Delaware, and I'm going to study animal science. Yeah. And when do you move in? I move in Friday. Where are you going to, what dorm or apartment? So I'm in Harrington. Ah, I lived kind of close to there when I was at Delaware. Great school. Yay, Blue Hens. And so we want to pray for Cameron. Reach okay. out toward her, would you? So God, we thank you so much for Cameron. This is a big deal. Last week we prayed over lots of kids and they're getting settled and now it's Cameron's turn. So Lord, um, as she goes, um, we know it's not far, but it is, it is a big change. So um, help her find joy and all that in meeting new people, new friends, new experiences, and protect her, Lord, and guard her heart and draw her close. We lift her up to you and her family because it's hard when someone leaves. We lift Cameron up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Cameron. Amen. All right, so we just read that scripture in Jeremiah, which is really critical, especially right now. That's what made me think, Cameron, that mm. um, God knew you before you were in your mother's womb and has you were set apart. And we're going to talk about purpose and plan. We all have a purpose and a plan. Long before we were ever born, God had the plan. That is so hard to comprehend. You are not an accident. No one's an accident. Even if we didn't know you were coming as a parent, you still weren't an accident. Maybe a surprise. Surprise, but not accident. And that there is a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. And there's bumps in the road. And God uses those bumps as part of the plan. And Jeremiah was one of these prophets that God used um, to be God's mouthpiece to those who were exiled in Babylonia during the time when many Hebrews had their lives turned upside down. When they were taken by the Babylonians, they had to leave their country. But that too was part of God's plan, even the hard stuff, as God ultimately would teach faithfulness to God's people and that they would ultimately be brought back home to Israel and we could learn so much from them as we read the scripture. Here's what God shares with the people through the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, verses 10 through 14, <clears throat> New International Version. 
This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good purpose to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. God not only has plans for the Hebrew people, but for you and me as well. Plans to prosper us and not harm us, plans to give us hope and a future. And here's the thing. The Hebrew people, they were physically exiled. They were removed from their home. Many of us are or have been spiritually in exile, haven't we? We have felt kind of distant and out of whack. At one time or another, our hearts or our souls have felt far, even removed from God. Like the prodigal son that we read about in Luke chapter 15, we've been on that journey to that far country. And in that scripture, we read where the prodigal son even finds himself in a pig pen. Sometimes we have these figurative or even spiritual pig pens. We're in a far country. We squander all that we have, so to speak, who we are. He was in reckless living, but it might in my own life be reckless in, in the way that I disregard God's plan for me. That is reckless. And so we all tend at times to live contrary to what God wants for us or has in store for us. But here's the good news. God will gather us, will call us to himself. Never, ever will God not reach out and care and call you. There's nothing you can do that would cause God to not do that, to not love you. And so God calls us from our places of exile. And God welcomes us home to him. Now that's the plan. That's a plan. God a God-designed plan. You know, in the game Uno, as well as life, we, we don't have knowledge of all the cards. We, we are limited to the cards in our hand, to what we know, to what we can see. Difference in life, God knows all the cards. God is what the, uh, we have this word in church, omniscient. Omni, all, shint, meaning knowing, all knowing, what was, what is, what will be. No, God, to God, time is only something he gave us. God is timeless. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, our challenge is, this is a huge challenge for most of us, are, are, <clears throat> are we going to go through life relying on our limited knowledge of the cards we can see? Or are we going to rely on God, who has knowledge of it all, who has the whole world in his hand, as we used to sing as kids? 
Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6, New International Version, reminds us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. So it sounds good, but how do we put that into practice? Well, it requires a relationship, and relationships require communication. Two primary forms of communication as a Christian is prayer and meditation. Meditation on God's word. Prayer is literally talking with God. Now, notice I said with and not to. Talking with God. Talking to is a one-way street, and sometimes it's, you know, that happens. What? God, really? But it's also important to remember to listen. Talk with God. He gave us two ears and one mouth, so we should try to listen twice as much as what we say. So does that mean that you will actually hear God speaking to you? Well, some have. It's happened maybe once to me. It's not like an audible voice, but it's like this thing that comes into my head. And so I would call that the Holy Spirit who is speaking to me. But more often, it's in a lot of other ways. It is so important that when we say listen, it means to be aware, to be open to the way God speaks to us. He may speak to that inner voice, and that's what where I get it the most. It's like this, huh, is that you trying to tell me something, God? And so that's one way, or a gut feeling, or an overwhelming direction that we should go in. He may speak through Christian friends. He may speak, uh, we talked about Nathan a couple weeks ago. Your Nathan might speak um, some words of life into you. Uh, God uses circumstances to enlighten us and to show us the way. God uses small groups to do that. And we're beginning our enrollment campaign for small groups today. We hope that everybody is in one. And those who were up here today are all connected in group life. So God um, has these ways, these things that happen. I call them, we call them God incidences rather than coincidences. God always speaks, always speaks through scripture mm. when we have an open heart. Oh, I'm not getting anything. Well, read it again and open up your heart a little bit more mm. because God always speaks through scripture. Mm. Prayer and scripture. Scripture, that's the second thing we need to talk about this morning, how we communicate with God. God communicates to us. Meditating on his word, the Bible. Notice we didn't say just reading, but meditating. I know with myself, my being not be true with you, when I read or I kind of skim over, I, I'm catching the words in the surface meaning, but I'm not allowing it to permeate my soul. If that's the case, I'm probably, you know, I'm under a time limit, I got to get it done, and, and I'm not allowing it to do what I really should be allowing it to do. Maybe that's true for you as well. 
meditating on scripture focuses not so much on how much we cover, but how deeply we can cover it. It's not how broad, but how deep. Uh, what it means, why it's important, how can we apply it to our lives, praying that God can help us do that, looking for that word or two that, that pops out and just Holy Spirit uses to just get your attention. You know, when we meditate on Scripture, God brings current meaning and value to those words that were written thousands of years ago, talking to us through these pages of his word, uh, whether those pages are found in a book, on your phone, on your computer. You know, I know some people say, the only Bible I want to read is a book. Okay. Personally, I like this because this is always with me. I've always got it. I don't always have a book with me, but whatever, your iPad, whatever form, I'm not sure God cares about what form it's in. <laughs> what God cares about is, are you reading it? Are we reading it? And not just reading it, are we meditating it? Are we using it to try to allow God to speak to us, to share his holy word, to have communication with us? Important to keep in mind, again, God knows all the cards, and it's up to us to give God the opportunity to share with us what those cards are. And so we're talking about the game Uno and how that applies to our life. In Uno, when you get down to one card, you have to call out Uno, that's right, before the next player has their turn. Uno, what does Uno mean? One, absolutely one. Sometimes in our life, we are down to our very last card, so to speak, to recognize, and we call out at that point, God, it, you're my number one. Hmm. You know, those deathbed confessions or, you know, the foxhole conversions. But why do we wait? Why do we wait until then? Shouldn't we do that like every day? of our lives, God is number one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Shouldn't all of our actions, all of our words, all of our decisions, whatever they are, point to God as primo? How often do we wait? I mean, God answers that too, but we're robbing ourselves of just the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we wait every single day would be good to say uno you're number one primo and be sure to read your Bible so you can declare that every single day and hear the timeless truth of the word of God of God speaking <laughs> into your life <laughs> Yeah, some, some scriptures that point us that direction, and they're well known. They're not going to be new to you, I, I, I don't think. Start with the Ten Commandments. Number one commandment, Exodus 20, verse 3. It's real simple. You shall have no other gods before me. Uno. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> no other gods before our God. Put God in the number one position, first and foremost. And how do we live that out? Well... 
One thing is to be real careful of how we spend our time, talent, and treasure by being careful about who and what we worship, being real careful that we don't let the important things in life get in the way of crucial and critical things in life. Now, there's a lot of important, but there are very few that are absolutely crucial and critical, and the most crucial and critical is God being number one. Always remember the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So when Jesus was asked by an expert of the law, which is the greatest commandment, we've also shared this before. He draws upon verses in the Old Testament from Deuteronomy and from Leviticus, and he gives a succinct yet complete answer to the question. Jesus says, the most important one is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. You know, I bet I've read that scripture a hundred times, if not more. It's one of my favorite scriptures, and we've shared it many, 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 many times here. And this is the first time I really noticed it says, the Lord is one. I always focused on the other part, you know, my... Uh, my uh, Love the Lord God with all your mind, you know, with everything you've got. But it says the Lord is one, numero uno. So love the Lord with everything you've got, everything. And how do we live that out? Well, whatever we do, wherever we go, keep God in mind. Consider what God would have you do first and foremost, because God is one. So for the last four week, few weeks, we've been talking about a portion of Scripture called the Sermon on the Mount. We've taken different pieces out of that Sermon on the Mount. It's teachings of Jesus in the book of Matthew, and it's chapters 5, 6, and 7. We're going to again refer to this. In chapter 6, one of the things that Jesus tells his followers is not to worry that not to worry about what you'll eat or what you'll drink, about what you'll wear. Gosh, I already messed that one up this morning. But anyway, he says, you know, look at the birds. God will take care of them. And don't you think he'll take care of you? That's what Jesus says. And then he tells his listeners that they would, what they should focus on rather than food and clothes. Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All those things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Gosh, that's hard. Do not worry about tomorrow. But here's the truth. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen that. <laughs> so instead of worrying about all this everyday stuff, Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, uno. Uno. Make God and God's kingdom number one in your life. And when we do that, all else will fall into place. Does that mean we quit our job and, and, and we just sit around praying all day? I don't think so. I'm not sure that that's what it's encouraging. 
But what it is, does mean is asking God how God wants us to use that job in a kingdom kind of way. How God wants us to use, how, how God wants to use us for his glory and for the benefit of those around us. It means thinking about God not just when we get up in the morning or when we say those prayers at night as we're going to sleep or that, you know, 30 seconds when we're uh, saying grace over a meal. It means being in conversation throughout the day, seeking direction, motivation, and strength for all God wants us to do. It means making God number one in our lives. Uno. No matter where we are, who we're with, what we're doing. You know, uno, it's more than a game. It's a way of life. It's a way of life when God is your uno. And our question for today is, is he yours? Is he your uno? That's the good news of the scripture, that we should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Love one another. We are so glad that you've been here to hear more about uno and our uno, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's live it. Let's believe it. And let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for for your word, your guiding light, the, the ways that you speak to us. And Lord, as we close our time of worship, it is so good to be together. And you are so worthy. Worthy of every song that we sing. Worthy of all the praise we could bring. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. Help us, oh God. Help us live for you. There is no one like you, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. Show us who you are and whose we are. Fill us with, our lo with your love and lead us. We thank you for today. We pray, Lord, that we can build our life upon you, upon the firm foundation of your love. And so we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we close, I just want to remind you that the steps are always open for prayer. And Lynn is back in the prayer corner. And if there's anything that you'd like some prayer support over, she is there ready to pray with you. So let's stand as we worship together. Hear the words, speak the words, experience the words, sing the words with your lips as we worship the one who is worthy of every song, every thought, that we could ever sing and say. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.com.
www.thebridgeofhope.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.